Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good morning, good morning to the good news of the Glorious Gospel audience, Blog Talk Radio. This is teacher, pastor, preacher, evangelist, student of the Word of God, Danielle. And it is so great and an honor to come to you this Teaching Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. The year is just about up. Oh, my God. How has God been to you this year, 2019? God is always good, and always God is good. In all ways, God is good. Even when the ways are not good, God is still good. Now, what I admonish you to do 
is to call in. The guest call-in number is 516-387-1994, 516-387-1994. Call a friend, call a family member, call a coworker, uh, call one of your co-students in college and tell them that the good news of the glorious Gospel is back on the air on Blog Talk Radio on Teaching Tuesdays, 1130 to 1230. God has given me an awesome word today uh, for the listening audience, and I pray that it um, changes your life, that it encourages you, increases you in all manner and ways unto God. Uh, Before we go into the word, let's go into a word of prayer. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you in praise and thanksgiving. And we thank you, Lord, for waking us this morning and starting us on our way. Now, God, I ask you, Lord, to use me, God, for the edifying of your people, God, part of the fivefold ministry, God. Lord God, that I may build up, God, and add to the body of Christ in the name of Jesus, God. Those under the sound of my voice, God, that they may be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost-filled, and fire-baptized, God. Encouraged, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. God, use me today. God, use me, God, in the name of Jesus, to destroy yokes, God, to lift burdens, God, in Jesus' name, God. Not I, Lord, Father God, but you that dwell within, God, in the name of Jesus. God, have your way in my life upon today. And I thank you, God, for choosing me and giving me such a great honor to minister your word upon today. For today is the day, God, that you have made. And we will, we will rejoice and be glad in it. In spite of what may be happening around us. God, your ways are always good, and always good are your ways. Now, listening audience, there again, I'm really grateful to know that you're listening. Um, If so, call in and and let me hear from you. If you need a prayer request, if you have a a praise uh, report, um, if you have something that you want the listening audience to know about, an event, a conference, a workshop, do call in um, and let's talk about it and, and get the things that God has for you to minister to. I know earlier in the year, not long ago, God spoke to me, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said for me to get the word out in as many ways as I can. Now, I'm teaching on Blog Talk Radio, which is an international worldwide um, pl- platform, and I also travel occasionally and minister the word of God, and then God uses me uh, gloriously to God be the glory in my church. But he was ministering to me, and he shared with me to get the word out in as many ways as possible. And what he brought to me was my Christian gospel t-shirt business. The name of the business is a woman of design, a, a woman of vision design, a woman of vision design. And what the Holy Ghost gave me was the Word of God. And my very first T-shirt, actually the very, very, very first Christian word that God gave me was, and I know that is like really broken English, what he told me was, I ain't doing pole no more, and I'm not doing poor anymore. And then the scripture that the Holy Ghost gave me was when Jesus said that he's come to give us life and that more abundantly. And that was my very first Christian word that the Holy Ghost gave me in getting the word out in as many ways as possible. 
and I did a trial run and tested it on my Facebook family, and I had so many people that were in agreement and stated yes, they would support it, and uh, that great feedback. So it was actually awesome. So saying that to say, if God is giving you something to do to minister in his kingdom, to help his people, do call in. Let's talk about getting it on the show, letting people know what God is doing in your life and what God has given you, glory to God, in the name of Jesus, to bless his people and to bless and increase his kingdom. Okay, so let's go to the word. God has given me a word in this hour, Matthew 8 and... um, excuse me, verse 20 is the verse that God gave me. And 8 and 20 says, And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not which where to lay his head. Now he was talking to a scribe, and there again, I'm going to go right into the word. We just heard um, earlier, say safe in his arms, that was Vicki Winans, um, as that song was playing, I tell you, the glory of God was just filling my studio, and it was just a blessing to hear her minister the word. I heard God minister through her to me, that I'm safe in his arms, and how he lays us by the meadows, and so awesome, awesome word that was safe in his arms by Vicki Wyman. Okay, I'm just excited about the word. So let's let's get in the word. Now, who he was talking to was the scribe, was one of the scribes. A scribe was a Jewish scholar um, that was almost as close to a Pharisee as a Pharisee could be. A scribe was really not on God's side. A scribe in, in the Bible was really not one of God's followers. He was really not a disciple. He was there, again, as close to a Pharisee as Pharisee could get. And we know that Pharisees were unsaved people. Pharisees were against the teaching of Jesus Christ and him crucified. So, therefore, let's go to uh, Matthew 8 and 18. Now, when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, That the foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Okay, so let's talk about the A part of that scripture with the scribe. Um, I did a Matthew Henry commentary, and I thank God for the research that, uh, shout, plug, Matthew Henry commentary, um, that God has afforded his people to research and uh, study, not just the leading of the Holy Ghost, but, you know, to seek God for understanding. The Bible says in all of your getting, get an understanding. And sometimes in getting an understanding, it's utilizing other resources that God has given us to utilize. It's not just our intelligence is not just our wittiness and our knowledge, but it's other resources that God has put out there for his people to gleam from in order to assist to increase his kingdom in the knowledge of God. Um, so a scholar is a learned man, one of those that studied and expounded the law. 
Generally, we find them in the Gospels to be men of no good character, usually coupled with the Pharisees as enemies to Christ and his doctrine. Um, He is very seldom following Christ. Yet here was one that did pretty fair for discipleship. He was wanting to be a disciple. He was a Saul among the prophets. Now, let us observe, he expressed his forwardness. He said, Master, I'll follow thee whithersoever thou goest. I know not how any man could have spoken better. His profession of a self-dedication to Christ is very ready and seems to be very, you know, I'm going to be with you. Let's go. God, I got your back. Jesus, I got your back. I'm right there with you. From his unbiased indication, he is not called to it by Christ, nor urged by any of the disciples, but of his own accord. He prefers himself to be a close follower of Christ. He is not a pressed man, but a volunteer, very resolute. He seems to be at a point in this matter, he does not say, I have a mind to follow thee, but I am determined I will do it. It was unlimited and without reserve. I will follow thee rather so ever thou goest, not only to the other side of the country, but if you but if it were to be the uttermost regions of the world. Now we should think ourselves such sure of such a man as this as it appears, but Christ's answer that his resolution was rash, his ends low and carnal. Either he did not consider it all or not that which was to be considered. He saw the miracles Christ wrought and hoped he would set up a temporal kingdom, and he wished to apply betimes for a share in it. In other words, in layman's terms, this scribe only wanted to follow Jesus for, quote, unquote, the fishes and the loaves. He saw that Christ was doing mighty miracles. He saw the many people that were following Christ. And more than likely, he knew that people were giving to Christ. You know, how we do in times now, we do tithes and offerings. And I'm sure back then, in Christ's time, they gave what they had, fishes and loaves. They probably gave cattle and and goats and lambs and things like that for a um, a gratitude and a thankfulness unto Christ that Christ came in their life and ministered a word or healed them and delivered them and here this scribe is walking and he's partaking of this he is observing and seeing this and because of his greedy gain not because being called by Christ but because of his greedy gain he wanted to be a follower of Christ. Now, let's see what Jesus does with this man. What he does is, and he wished to apply betimes for a share in it. Note, there are many resolutions for religion produced by some sudden pains of conviction and taken up without due consideration that prove abortive and come to nothing. Soon ripe, soon rotten. How Christ tried his forwardness. Whether it was sincere or not, he let him know that this son of man, whom he is so eager to follow, has not nowhere to lay his hand. Now, from this account of Christ's deep poverty, we observe, number one, in so such a very low condition, 
as to want the convenience of a certain resting place, which the meanest of the creatures had. If we would take our nature upon him, we think he should have taken it in his best estate and circumstances. No, he takes it in his worst. So what he's saying is, if he were to talk to this guy, the scribe, to show the scribe how glorious it is to serve God, the peace, the love, the favor, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus showed him the worst in following Christ. This is what will happen in your life sometimes when you follow Christ. This is what Jesus said. He said, first, what we're going to do, I'm going to show you what will happen. We're going to provide, we'll, uh, provide for the inferior creatures. The foxes have holes, though they, though they are not, though they are not only not useful, but they're also hurtful to man. Yet God provides holes for them in which they are castles. And the birds of the air, though they take no care for themselves, yet are taken care of. Let's continue. And have nests, nests in the field. Some of them nest in the house, in God's court. Secondly, that's the first thing. God uses the laws of creatures. Not just the laws of creatures, but creatures that can hurt mankind and are not useful. Okay? That's the first thing. Secondly, this is what he shows the scribe whose heart was not right to follow God. Let's go to the second portion of this. Um, how poorly the Lord Jesus was provided for may encourage us to trust God for necessities. That the beasts and birds have such good provision and may comfort us if we, and, I'm sorry, and calm down. I tell you, the word of God is just so awesome. It, it just feeds your soul. It grows you. It changes you and increases you and develops you and, and delivers. And I thank God so much for his word. If he never does anything else for me, if he never blesses me ever, ever, ever again, and I thank God for keeping me and watching over me, providing and protecting me, if he never does another thing for me, he's already done a whole lot. He's already done so much just by giving me his word and then me putting the word in my heart and studying the word and, and applying the word and, 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 um, and, and trying to apply the word. And sometimes I don't meet the mark, but I'm trying. And I thank God for his word because if it was not for his word, I wouldn't even have a way to try. Thank God for his word. Not me trying, but the word of God. That's what it's about. Okay, let's keep on going. That the beasts and the birds have such good provision and may comfort us, and may comfort was here in the world, submitted to the disgraces and distresses of extreme poverty. For our sakes, Jesus became poor, very poor. He didn't have a place to lay his head. He didn't have food. He didn't have shoes. Let me, let me keep on going. I'm, I'm going to let the word teach the word. He was very poor. He had not a settlement. He had not a place of repose, not a house of his own to put his head in, not a pillow of his own to lay his head on. He and his disciples lived upon the charity of well-disposed people. 
that minister to him of their substance. Let me say that again. That minister to him of their substance. Okay? So in essence, Christ and the disciples, and I remember the word of God. Jesus said, when you follow me, he said, don't take a purse. He said, don't, don't take nothing. He said, just go and minister the word. And when you find someone worthy of you, stay in that house, and they'll take care of you. That's what Christ said when he was sending the disciples out. He told them, he told them don't take no money. Now, that was back then. Hold on, y'all. I ain't talking about right now. Now, hold on. If God tells you to do that, then that's fine. But if, if God is not telling you to go out in the highways and byways and minister to the word and then look upon somebody that looks like they're worthy and ask them to stay with you, don't you do that. Because this dispensation of time and that dispensation of time are totally different dispensations of time. Do not do that unless God. Note, cleft note, don't do it unless God and the Holy Ghost tells you to. Other than that, you better have your money, have your hotel room, have your car in the name of Jesus. Have the place already set up when they ask you to come out and minister. Don't you don't do that. God, I thank you. Okay, so here we go. Jesus, he didn't have a pillow to put his head head on, uh, to lay his head on. He and his disciples lived upon the charity of well disposed people. They ministered to him of their substance. Christ submitted to this, not only that he might in all respects humble himself. And fulfill the scripture which spake of him as poor and needy, but that he might show us the vanity of worldly wealth and teach us to look upon it with a holy contempt that it might purchase better things for us and so make us rich. It is strange that such a declaration should be made on this occasion when a scribe offered to follow Christ, one would Think he would have encouraged him and said, Come and I will take care of thee. One scribe might be capable of doing more for Christ and credit for service than 12 fishermen. But Christ saw his heart. And that's what I was ministering a couple of Sundays ago. It's not the outward appearance. And this is the winter time coming on. And, and I don't know about anybody else, but I like the winter. I like the spring and uh, the fall. The heat uh, in Texas is really, really hot. I like uh, summer as well, but heat in Texas is really hot. And I like the winter because the clothes, I'm going to just say it. The old been going at the clothes in the winter time. Let me hold on one. Come on, y'all, call in. Let me know. Let me know if I'm encouraging you, if, if I'm helping, uh, if you have a debate, you know, if you have something that you don't understand, give me a call, 516-387-1994. The winter time, the winter, the clothing for the winter is so swaggadocious, if I could say that. If you're holier than thou, then you, you may want to just let that go in one ear and out the other. But the clothes for the wintertime is totally different than the summer. Wintertime is like owned. I mean, people have beautiful coats and scarves and hats and boots and shoes. And wintertime really shows people how people can dress and, and everything. So, but there again, it's not on the outward appearance because those things will burn up. You know, those things will get old. 
um, I'm reminded the children of Israel when God brought them out of Egypt and they walked through the wilderness. The Bible says that their shoes never got old. That's something. Their shoes never got old and all that dirt that they walked 40 years. And their shoes never got old. Now, this dispensation of time, when Minister Danielle, because I walk hard, I, I, I walk strong, and my shoes may last, maybe, 30 to 90 days, maybe, three, maybe. So what I'm saying is the outward appearance is not what keeps us holy. It's not what keeps us in the love and the provision and the power of God, but it is our heart. And no matter how fine you dress, and no matter what's the word back in the, back not long ago, it's called a fashionista. No matter how fashionista we may be, if our hearts are not right toward God, it will prevail us nothing. Okay, so this is what God is saying. He said, one scribe might be capable of doing him more credit and service than 12 fishermen, but Christ saw his heart and answered to the thought of his heart. I'm going to say that again. But Christ saw his heart and answered to the thoughts of that. So this commentary that's been expounded on this verse in Matthew 8, 18 through 22, say, says to me that the heart has thought. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it are the issues, the thoughts of life. Guard our hearts. I'm not going to get over there on that. Oh, God, I think, hang on. Hold on one second. Let me just, let me just uh, go right there for just a second. Um, situations come. Issues come. People come. Hurts come. Disappointments come, discouragements come, disrespect come. Uh, all of the things that are not favorable come in our life. And we have to guard our hearts and keep the word of God in our close in our hearts. That out of our hearts come the issues of life. A good thing will come out. The Bible tells us what to think on. So if we're thinking on things that are lovely, things that are just, things of a good report, if there be any praise, if there be any glory, if there be any honor, think on those things. That's what's going to come out of your heart because those thoughts are coming from your heart. And here, so when an issue comes or, you know, an evil thought comes, push that on out because if you allow that to linger, that's going to get in your heart. And once it gets in your heart, the Bible says it's not what goes in that defiles the person, but that, that comes out defiles the person. So you, if you allow those thoughts and those ways and that hurt and all that stuff that wasn't right, get in your heart, then what's going to come out will not be ple pleasing to God. Guard. We have to guard our hearts from thoughts and things that have happened because the Bible says, it's not what somebody does to you. It's what you do to somebody that's going to defile you and are justifying. I'll teach that another day. That's another sermon. Okay. So let's go back. But Christ saw his heart, and Christ answered to the thoughts of his heart, and therein teaches us all how to come to Christ. First, the scribe's resolve seems to have been such. 
His resolve is, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I have resolved it. This is it. It's done. This is how it's going to happen. It seems to have been sudden. And Christ would have us, when we take upon a profession of religion, to sit down and count the cost to see if you can go the distance. That's Luke 14 and 28. To do it intelligently and with consideration and choose the way of godliness. Not because we K-N-O-W, no, N-O, no other, but because we K-N-O, no, N-O, no better. Let me say it again. So therefore, when we take upon a profession of religion, this is for those of you that are considering um, joining the body of Christ and wanting to be saved and sanctified, and you see all the the glitz and the glamour and the bling-bling of those of us that are up front that God has put in a place, and you see the glory of God upon us, and you see the power that God is using us in and how you know, you may see the outward appearance, but you have no and all earthly ideal what it took and takes for those of us to get to what you see and where you see us to be. So here, Matthew Henry commentary is sharing with us and those of you that want to be saved and sanctified and used of God and, and fire baptized and walk in the presence and in the power and in the provision of God. K-N-O-W, know that it's going to take something. K-N-O-W, know that you're going to go through the fire and the flood. Mm. Might even go through hell itself. K-N-O-W, know that it's not going to be a hop, skip, and a jump in the park. But if you're going to be used of God and have... uh, all his glory resting upon you. I'm, I'm going to share something with you. Before the glory, you got to go through the fire. Let me help you. Before gold shines, gold shines through the refiner's fire. Gold don't just shine just to be shiny. Gold shines because fire hit that gold. God, I thank you. So when you see a Bishop T.D. Jakes, and when you will see, glory to God, a Joyce Myers, God, I thank you. And when, God, I thank you, you see a Danielle Hobbs, and the glory of God is resting upon us. When you see a First Lady Sarita Jakes, and the beauty of God is resting upon her, K-N-O-W, know that the fire has hit that gold that makes that gold shine. God, I thank you. So for those of you young men and young women, you want to be used to God, and you're going to the universities, and you're getting your doctrine in theology, and you're getting your doctrine in religion, that's good, glory to God, but that ain't going to stand by itself. K-N-O-W, no, hallelujah, that holiness is free, Glory to God, God, I thank you. Satan, the blood is against you, but the anointing is going to cost you something uh, to get the anointing, uh, to get that fire, that gold shining. God Almighty, it's going to cost you. God, thank you. Hallelujah. So here Jesus tells us, um, glory to God, consider 
Count the cost if you want to be in the profession of religion. Some of us wasn't called to it. Some of us was chosen for it. I did not seek this out. I wasn't on the altar asking God. Lord, put me on the radio. God called me to minister a word. God used me, Lord, Father God, in the evangelistic. Lord, Father God, set God. I wasn't praying that listening audience. I was actually praying. God put me under the pew. God, I don't want to be seen. God is too much for me, God. Back in the days of my new salvation, 1985, converted as a Christian from a sinner, I prayed, God, put me under the pew. God, I don't want to be seen. I'm reminded being in a grocery store. I was standing in line waiting to pay a bill. There was about five people in front of me. At that time, I was 5'8", and wore about a three-and-a-half, four-inch heel. So that made me about 5'10", tall, stately, to God be the glory. Fine woman. God did it, God, I think. I was standing. I felt like I was 10 feet tall. I was hunched down, trying to hide myself behind the people. I did not want to be seen. Those are the ones that God will use. God will use the ones that say, God, how are you going to use me? I got a stammering tongue. God, how are you going to use me, God? I'm intimidated. Hallelujah, Jeremiah. I'm under glory to God, this tree crying, God. How are you going to use me, God? I can't talk. God says you are the very one. But he says if you want to get into the profession of religion, count the cost. No, glory to God, to the anointing. It's going to cost you you're going to be broken. You're going to be bent. Just think about gold. Good God of my head. When gold is poured into the fire, I see it now. Liquid gold just poured into the fire of furnace. Them flames are hot, seven times hotter. God, I thank you. Glory to God, you're going to be bent. You're going to flow. You're going to be turned and twisted. God, I thank you. But when you come out, you're going to come out as pure gold. Yes. Hallelujah. So Jesus is telling us the scribe was following Christ for the fishes and the loaves. The scribe was following Christ for what he could get from God. And I know many, many ministers that follow God right now because they can fill the church up and collect about $2,000, $3,000 a night. But K-N-O-W, know that God is watching you. And no glory to God that the souls that you don't minister to out of the word of God, but you minister to out of your bank account, you will have to give an account for that ministry. If you see someone in sin and you don't teach the word of God and say that the, the Lord is at hand, repent 
and be baptized. But you say, oh, a little sin is okay because all have fallen and come short of the glory of God. And God is telling you to tell that person to repent and turn from your wicked ways and I'll forgive you of your land. And you don't do that because of your bank account. K-N-O-W, know that God is watching you. Those days are coming to an end. We can no longer teach because our pocketbooks are empty. We can no longer teach because our refrigerators are empty. We can no longer teach the word of God because we need gas in our car. But we've got to teach the word of God to increase the kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what's going to happen? He's going to add all things unto us. He's going to add that gas in your car, minister. He's going to add that food in your refrigerator, evangelist. He's going to add the money that you need to pay your lights and your mortgage, minister of the word of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not your pocketbook, not your refrigerator, not the gas in your car, not the lights turned on in your home, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right standing in God, and he's going to add. Now, when I think about adding, I think about two and two is four. Four and four is eight. Eight and eight is 16. 16 and 16 is 32. It doubles. It doubles. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. And then for some of us, like Job, God, I thank you. Job, hallelujah, went through hell and high water. And when he came out, he came out with double. God added to Job. God, I thank you. So Jesus is telling us. That when we seek the profession of religion through school, through being called and chosen of God, to sit down and count the cost. And I'm going to share this with the listening audience right now. Gotta check it out. Make sure you're not calling me. 516-387-1994. 516-387-1994. Call in to the good news of the glorious gospel. And share with us your testimony that God has blessed you with in this hour for following him. Hallelujah. So we now know, and when I got chosen of God to be in this profession of religion, I didn't choose it. God chose me. I didn't choose it. This is what the scribe was doing. The scribe was volunteering. He was choosing himself to be a part of the set of Jesus Christ. And Christ saw his heart because his heart was to get his gas bill paid. His heart was to get his mortgage paid. His heart was to get gas in his car. His heart may have even been to buy some portions or some red bottom shoes. And God said, not so. Jesus said, nope. You can't come with me. He tore him off. But let me go ahead on into what God is saying, Jesus. So Jesus said, when we take up a profession of religion to sit down and count the cost, to do it intelligently and to consider and choose the way of godliness. God, I thank you. 
Not because we K-N-O-W, we know N-O, no other, but because we K-N-O-W, know N-O, no better. It's better to live for God than to live for yourself. It's better to live for God than to live for the world. It's better to live for God than to live for your spouse. I'm a witness in all three. Secondly, his resolve seems to have been from a worldly, covetous principle. All that just sounds like sin. (laughs) Worldly and covetous. That, that, That just sounds wicked all by itself. He saw what an abundance of cures Christ wrote and concluded that he had large feet. See, that's what I told you earlier. He said he saw Christ. Excuse me, let me take a I have to take a, a drink. Hold on. I'm drinking some soda, strawberry soda. I, wait, hold on. Um, I like soda and I drink plenty of water. And so uh, I'm advocate soda for those of us that like soda and those of you that cannot drink soda, do not drink soda. Um, but hold on, please. I, I need to take. Excuse me. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> so the scribe, who, who was as close to a Pharisee, who was not in agreement with Christ, came to Christ and said, no matter what, I'm going to follow you. I am determined. I'm determined. I'm going to follow you no matter what comes, no matter what goes. I'm with you, Jesus. I got your back. I'm your, I'm your road, buddy. And so... Uh, but what Christ saw, his resolve, was worldly and covetous principles. And he saw that the abundance that Christ wrought through the, the cures that he made concluded that he had large fees of money, that uh, he had uh, plenty of sheep and, you know, what they had back in those days. And their money back in those days, they had hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not like today when you pass the uh, offering bucket. And you may see, excuse me, more coins than you do dollars. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> not be, but <clears throat> sometimes it just might be. And thank God for all that we have. Um, but back in those days, in, in my studies, I found out that back in those days they had hundreds of thousands of dollars. They had a massive amount of money. And how he would get an estate quickly. How the scribe would get an estate quickly. And therefore, he would follow him in hopes of growing rich with Christ. Now, we know that living for Christ is rich in love and rich in favor and rich in peace and rich in acceptance in Christ and uh, rich in joy and rich in love. And when you have those things in spite of the uh, financial or the monetary um, lack and or monetary gain, the true riches are in love and in peace and in joy and in happiness. Those are true riches. For they can be, the Bible tells us, the store of riches in heaven where rust and moth cannot corrupt. Rust and moth can corrupt money, Um, but true riches, which is love and joy, cannot be corrupted. 
You know, rust can't get into it. A moth can't take it away. But true riches of love and joy and peace and harmony, glory to God, in Christ, in Christ Jesus, not in the world, but in Christ. But he thought that he would get a, a an estate quickly, and therefore he would follow him in hopes of growing rich with Christ. But Christ rectifies his mistakes. I tell you, I love words. Words are so awesome. He said he rectified it. He fixed it. He he quit it. He stopped his mistake. He rectified it. And he tells him he was so far from growing rich that he had not a place to lay his head on. And that if he follow him, he cannot expect to fare better than he had fared right at that particular point. Note, Christ will accept none of his followers that aim at a worldly advantage in following him. I'm going to say that again. Christ will not accept none of his followers that aim at worldly advantages in following him. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, thank you, Jesus, um, that if you come in any other way, you come in as a thief and a robber. If you don't come in in Christ, if you don't come in the door, which is Christ Jesus, if you don't come the way of Christ, which is humble and low and uh, <clears throat> low self-esteem, not, not low, excuse me, the devil is a lie, lowly and humbly unto Christ, wanting to give up your wicked ways and your fleshly ways, you in no wise can enter in. If you come in any other way, you're going to come in as a thief and a robber, which is what this guy was trying to do. Excuse me. He was trying to come in another way, as a robber and as a thief, as as one as a sinner, and not coming into Christ through the door, which is the heart. Now Christ will accept none other followers, um, followers that aim worldly advantages and following him are designed to make anything but heaven their religion. That will be the only way for those of you that choose to follow Christ from consciously choosing, you know, I think I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus than houses. I'd rather have Jesus than a diamond ring. I'd rather have Jesus than a fancy car. I don't even have to have a diamond ring. I'd rather have Jesus. For those of you that make that conscious call, for me, God chose me. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. I had very righteous people praying for me and my family. I had my big sister praying for me. I did not know this for, I've been saved since 1985. I think she just shared that with me this year, 2019. She kept that for that entire time. I had no idea, you know, that she had been praying for me to get saved, to come out of darkness and into God's marvelous light. <clears throat> All I knew was God started dealing with me, excuse me, about changing my life. You know, and those are true riches. And um, to have somebody pray for you, to pray that, that God saves you and cleanses you and fills you with the Holy Ghost and a better life and, you know, causes you to know who you are in Christ, not who the world has made you out to be, not not who circumstances 
are not what people want you to be, but who God created you before the world began. The Bible tells me that God knew me before I was created and formed in my mother's womb. So now that my sister had prayed for me, the prayers of the righteous that I be saved, God knew who I would be before I was formed in my mother's womb. But had I not had, God may have done it anyway, but he didn't do it that way. Had I not had somebody praying for me, the prayers of the righteous avail as much, I would not be here on this radio show teaching you Matthew 8, 18 through 22 about discipleship being a true disciple of God and what it means to really follow God. I wouldn't have been uh, saved and sanctified and my life changed. And what I went through and what God brought me out of, you cannot see that today because of holiness and cleanliness, because of the fire that God took me through, because of a changed life that the Holy Ghost gives. And I'm grateful because of that. I'm thankful that I didn't choose it, that God chose me. But for those of you that choose the profession of religion, K-N-O-W, know that it's not going to always be sunshine and bright, glorious days. There's going to be some days so dark, you're going to be like, God, what? in the world? What, God, what? Lord, God, what? What is going on? There will be days and times like that when you will actually think God is nowhere in it. This can't ain't no flipping don't go. I say flipping. I hope I don't offend anybody. That's something God gave me. Uh, Sometimes there's going to be days that's that, that's that heat. I'm a woman of vision, and God is showing me the gold being poured into the furnace. That's the dark, dark days where the gold is being purified. That will come out as pure gold. But there's going to be some days, there's going to be some times, there's going to be some people, there's going to be some places. And you're going to be like, God, what the flip? What is going on? God, I know this ain't you. But if you stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, God will reveal to you even the darkest of days. He's there. He's there making and molding us and creating us into what he has called us to be back before the foundations of the earth. I am so grateful to my sister. I'm going to give a shout out, Sister Michelle. I will say her last name. She made a me to that. That's my big sister. Girl, pray for me. Family. Jesus had family. He had brothers, he had sisters, and he had a mother. Good God Almighty. So for those of you holidays are coming around, for those of you that have family, and y'all don't get along flipping don't want it, get along that day. Get along on December twenty fifth. Get along. And then January first, get along. And then February fifteenth, get along. A O L N G. Get along with one another. Because when family is gone, they gone. And you will wish that you got along with them. So I am going to advise you right now, Blog Talk Radio platform, the good news of the glorious gospel. Holiday time is coming around. 
and you going over aunt so-and-so's house or you going over grandmother's house or you going over a friend's house and family coming over and you know you and family don't get along, get alone on that day. Find some place in your heart that I was talking to you about and get along with that family member. If you got to be the one to say, hey, girl, what's going on? You look, girl, I see you. Where you get that dress from? Get along with him. Brother, got another brother and y'all don't get along? Y'all ain't talking to each other, ain't talked to each other for 25 years for Christmas because grandmother said everybody going to come together, y'all get together. Get along. Look at that Kango hat he got on and say, man, that's bad. Where you get that at? Break that ice. Because when they are G-O-N-E, I'm a witness. They're gone. And if you don't clear up and rectify any mistakes made on either side, when they go, you're going to wish you had. And that is a wish that will never be fulfilled. I know some wishes are fulfilled. That will be a wish that will never be fulfilled. If you let that family member go, and you don't rectify whatever happened makes no never mind. Family is still family. Thank you. All right, so here we go. Um, God, I thank you. I magnify and I glorify you. So Christ will accept none of his followers that aim at worldly advantages and following him are designed to make anything but heaven of their religion, which is awesome. That's why we're serving. That's why we're living is to live again and to live again in Christ, to live again in heaven. That's why we live again. That's why we study the word. That's why you take off the old man and put on the old and put on the new man, man, which is Christ Jesus. That's why we humble ourselves. That's why the world calls us stupid. That's why the world calls us um, what um, um, a fanatics. That's why the, the world calls us weird or peculiar, because we are living to live again. There is a heaven. There is a heaven. There is a place that one day your soul is going to go. And I far rep live my life to make it to heaven. When I stand before God and he opens the book of life, first of all, I want my name to be written in the book. Some people's names are not even written in books. God going to open the book, be about 15 pages. No, I say 15 chapters. I got, I got a minute and a half. Um, 15 chapters. God go through all the chapters one by one. Don't see your name nowhere. Hell. Is where you're going. But let's say he go to the 14.5 chapter. There your name is because you're striving to live right. And just in the nick of time, you done gave your life to God. God, I thank you. That your name is in the book of life. You'll say, enter thou into my rest. Thou good and faithful. I got a minute. Thou good and faithful servant. Not thou good and perfect servant. There's only one man that's perfect. That's Jesus Christ, the righteous, on the right hand of Father God, ever interceding for us. But God is wanting us to be a faithful people, faithful to his word, faithful to the calling wherewith we are called unto in Jesus' name. Forget people. Don't worry about what they're saying. It's just you and whispering. 
They're not saying the word. If they're not praying for you, they have nothing for you. And um, I've got like 47 seconds, and I thank God, and I appreciate God for the honor and ministering the word. To those of you that are listening now and that will be listening um, in the days to come, in the weeks to come, in the months to come, I would request that, i got 10 seconds, that uh, you share with people the good news of the glorious gospel on Blog Talk Radio, um, Teaching Tuesday, 1130 to 1230. Next Teaching Tuesday will be December 10th. I pray um, before I get on, so I'm not sure exactly what God is going to give me, but I know that it will be a word of deliverance, a word of encouragement. In Jesus' name, you guys be blessed to be a blessing. I love you in the name of Jesus, and we'll talk next Teaching Tuesday. God bless. Bye-bye. This is the good news of the glorious gospel. Evangelist, teacher, pastor, preacher, student of the word of God, Danielle. Bye-bye.